For America's climate goals, investing in clean energy adds up. But what doesn't add up is an additionality requirement for clean hydrogen. Additionality would put an unnecessary and inequitable burden on domestic clean hydrogen producers and have serious consequences for America. America needs clean hydrogen, but an additionality requirement just doesn't add up. Get the facts at cleanhydrogentoday.org. Paid for by the Fuel Cell and Hydrogen Energy Association. Happy wife, happy life, happy husband, who cares? Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity, and this is episode 100. You can tell Nikki's excited. I'm excited. Um, this is a big deal for us. It's been a, a hard road to get here, and yep. we are very happy that we are here. We're happy you are here. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, you know, since it is episode 100, um, it's a Saturday. So if you've been with us for a while, you know, Saturdays, we normally would look at the news, uh, but we don't want to ruin episode 100 <laughs> by looking at the news. Um, so instead we're going to be looking at a topic we're much more, uh, in favor of and topic we like much more and that's marriage. And this is probably going to be the first of three episodes on marriage. So we're going to try to do this episode is sort of marriage generally, you know, husband and wife. And then we're going to dive into the wife aspect and in the second episode and then the husband aspect in that third show. So we'll be doing those together as well. I mean, for the husband and wife episodes, we'll be there together kind of talking about what I demand out of my wife <laughs> and all sorts of things and what she allows her husband to get away with. And stuff like that. So it'll be good. Hopefully it can bless you guys. Uh, I think of all the things that we have done in our life, marriage is probably something we're pretty good at. You know, the old saying is like, it's the 10,000 hour rule. You know, if you want to be an expert at something, you have to have done it for 10,000 hours. So I can feel fairly mm. confident saying we're marriage experts. Oh, wow. Um, Are we the old wise couple now? Yeah. And that's kind of funny too. Like as we, you know. <laughs> When we first got married, you know, and we were living in North Carolina at the time and we went to church and we were in like the young married couple without kids without and, kids. you know, met a lot of friends and stuff. And it's weird getting older because as you keep going, we still feel like we're the young married couple and we'll like find ourselves in church and we're like, we're probably like the old married couple at this point, like the 16 years, <laughs> uh, 16 years married. It's been a good 16 years. So. Hopefully we can impart a little bit of something on. I hope we've learned you. something. Yeah, hopefully we've learned something <laughs> along the way. Maybe you can help us out. Um, so before we dive into this, please, um, as always, take a second to drop a like, subscribe to the show if you're on YouTube or Rumble, whatever it's on. Share us with a friend. Um, you know, if you're following, or if you're on the podcast, please consider following us. Um, leave us a nice review. You know, all these things will take just a few seconds, maybe a minute or two of your time, but it would certainly help us out, you know, when our entire life is governed by algorithms, um, that sort of helps us gain some traction. We mm -hmm. would certainly appreciate it. So before we dive into this topic on marriage, is there anything you would like to say? 
I want to praise God that seems like our co-op is going to go well this semester, starting back up next month, and just reading through like the handbook that they they made, and I'm just realizing how much um, time and effort and thought uh, gets put into organizing and running a co-op, and I'm just really thankful to all the people who make it happen, and I'm just thankful that they're godly women too, God-fearing women, and I just feel like that's such a blessing from God that I stumbled across this this co-op, and I think it'll be good for our kids to be around other kids who are raised up in godliness as well, and I just appreciate anybody who's out there helping the co-op to run smoothly and uh, to really care about it, and so yeah, I'm happy to be a part of that to actually uh, contribute to that. So pray for me and that I would, um, well, as we mentioned before, I'll be teaching the STEAM class, not yeah. STEM. There is art in there. We Yeah, I was making fun of her on the show. I was like, <laughs> STEAM? What are you? Apparently it's STEAM now. It's science, technology, engineering, art, and math. So You had me doubting myself. <laughs> yeah, so pray for her. Yeah. Pray for our kids that they enjoy it and get something out of it. And I hope they do. <laughs> Yeah, they do. Our kids. It just are, seems so like beyond something like I ever thought I could contribute to. I don't know. It just God gives you the grace in the moment, and you, you know. always got that toothpick and marshmallow bridge building in the back of your pocket. <laughs> We've all done that. Every right? kid loves that. Um, for me, I am getting ready to kind of take over uh, our church's sort of like media kind of. We don't do much uh, as far as running the media, but I will be taking that over. So just pray that I can run it better than I run my own media by the grace <laughs> of God. Because um, we certainly want that to be done well. Got a great pastor, preaches very well. We want to get that message out. So, um, and then last thing I just want to talk. So we mentioned that we were taking a little bit of time off. We missed our normal Wednesday episode, kind of trying to get ready for this show. and. Part of that was that we're kind of switching up the podcast a little bit. Um, obviously, you can see the way that the flow or the flow of the podcast is a little bit different. Um, but also, um, we're doing a few updates to the podcast. So I just wanted to walk through what those updates are going to be real quick. So the first one, um, we're going to be going to just a Saturday podcast. So currently, we've been doing Wednesday and so like Wednesday would be like a biblical topic and then Saturday would be um, like looking at the news or something of that to that effect. Um, so this is just going to be the main show, what we're doing today. You know, this sort of thing is going to be a Saturday podcast. Um, and then with that, we're going to start doing five minute daily devotionals. So Monday through Friday, we're going to have five minute daily devotionals with the main show coming out on Saturday. And kind of the reason for that. Uh, We've mentioned on here before, I don't know how many of you actually are on TikTok, but we do daily devotionals on TikTok and, you know, it's TikTok, so it's three minutes or less. And we found a lot of joy in doing those. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, in this world that we live in, we're kind of a TikTok world nowadays. (laughs) Like, you know, even YouTube is going to YouTube shorts, right? Everybody wants bite-sized content, Mm -hmm. you know, the idea of people sitting down for I mean, at this show, sometimes 30 minutes to an hour, 
is hard for a lot of people to sit down and devote that much time to. So we want to make it more accessible. Um, and, you know, plus, you know, we don't have research consultants and, you know, a marketing staff and writers and all these sorts of things that a bigger podcast might have to figure out what's the perfect size and the perfect placement for the audience. We don't have all that. So it's just me and Nikki trying to figure out what's the best way for us to engage with you guys, um, help us on our walk with Christ, because that's ultimately what we want to do. And uh, the TikTok devotionals has been really good for us. We've, we get a lot out of it. Um, mm -hmm. And we get a lot of good interaction on TikTok with people. So we're going to kind of just expand that out a little bit to the podcast. So be a little bit more in depth, five minutes as opposed to three. <laughs> and kind of the idea is just going to be doing the same things we do on TikTok, which is open. I mean, we read the Bible every morning, so we're just going to be opening it up to what we're reading and whatever stands out to us from that reading, we're going to pass on to you guys. Um, but we're also going to try to include basically a Psalm of the day and a proverb of the day. So hopefully, you know, if you only got a five, 10 minute drive to work, you can mm -hmm. jump on there, grab a quick devotional, kind of get recharged as you walk into that hectic workplace, um, or even on the way home, whatever it happens to be. And just, we all need more Jesus. We all need more opportunities to hear the good news. And that's what we want to mm -hmm. do. Um, so that's going to be the way that we supplement sort of the main show on Saturdays. Um, as for the main show, um, it's still going to be basically what it's always been, you know, but instead of doing the two separate shows, we're going to basically make it one show. So we'll still do a biblical topic. We're still going to look at the big news stories of the week or whichever ones we think are pertinent to mm -hmm. us as Christ followers. Um, it may not be the biggest news story of the week, but it'll be whatever we think is the most pertinent. And then same thing, you know, like if we got a, uh, it may not be a news story, maybe something like a sermon or like the Glenn Beck um, uh, show that we kind of talked about on here before. If that makes a, mm -hmm. a big headline, we'll look at that. And then something I want to start adding in as well is a weekly sermon recommendation. So something that we've mm -hmm. learned from that we think would be beneficial for you guys. So maybe while we're not on, um, we can just give you something that you can listen to throughout your week. Um, that we found beneficial. Yeah. And again, we still have on Discord our sermon recommendations tab. We'd love for people to jump on there and throw some good sermons up. We want to listen to good sermons. We want to pass them on to you. So that's the way the main show is going to look, kind of the same as it always has, just all rolled into one. <laughs> and then the last thing, um, kind of why we're doing this, is as we mentioned, the daily devotional thing, we found a lot of joy in, so we want to squeeze that in. But also we're going to, you know, we'll have the main show on Saturdays, but then this will free us up to do additional shows as we sort of see fit. So like the Mars Hill podcast reviews, um, we'll just kind of do those as they pop up. So there won't be a set day for those. So it might be a little bit, of you know, uh, kind of scattered with those, but that's the way they come up, right? We talked in the past about mm -hmm. how we'd have a topic we're really interested in talking about and a Mars Hill podcast comes out and we're like, okay, yeah. I guess we got to do that. And then we're like, oh, well, we're going to do Mars Hill next Wednesday. And then it doesn't come out for three weeks. And we're like, thanks Christianity today. <laughs> so we're just going to kind of give ourselves a little more leeway to kind of do those as we think we need to. Um, we want to do more of the kind of quick answers to common questions like we did with yeah. drinking and tattoos and do just more shows like that. So this will hopefully free us up for 
some more of that type of stuff. So that's the reason we're kind of changing up the podcast. Hopefully it'll be beneficial. Please let us know what you think. Um, if you don't like what we're doing, let us know. And as you know, we are apt to change. So maybe <laughs> we'll change it again. But as for now, episode 100 and on, that is kind of the way we're going to be doing things. So that took a long time to get through. <laughs> Let's get to marriage if you're still around and hanging with us. So before I let Nikki talk, because I've been rambling forever and ever, and she's a good wife and lets me ramble. But I don't want this to just, <laughs> I want this to be as practical, um, or at least as practical as we can make it for yeah. me and Nikki. Um, so I don't want to just do like the whole, you know, love Jesus and communicate you know, there's your strong that marriage. That is the number one advice. Right. Not that there's yeah. anything necessarily wrong with that. That's wonderful advice. Um, That's the advice I gave, like both drawing closer to Jesus and other people said communication. Yeah. And <laughs> the reason why I don't want this to be that is you should know that. Like if you're listening to this show and you're thinking about getting married, uh, talk to your spouse and love Jesus. If you want to have a good marriage. Um <laughs> But we want these to be things that are maybe more tangible, um, more just day-to-day -day type stuff. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, it's great to be like, hey, love Jesus. But, like, you know, when your spouse yells at you, I don't know, does that help you? Like, love Jesus, love Jesus. <laughs> I mean, maybe it does. But we want this to be a little more tangible. Um, so. Yeah, it's we, not really... Five love languages, which you still haven't read. I'm getting to it. I got to no, get through Martin Luther first. Uh -huh. um, but so we have kind of three ish topics to bring up. Um, the ish part is one Nikki doesn't agree with, but I'm going to throw it in anyways. because oh. I, I believe it. So um, <laughs> those are going to be our kind of main three. I mean, obviously you could go down the rabbit hole forever, but these are going to be our three ish big topics for kind of having a happy marriage. Um, and then, like I said, in ep the two follow-on episodes, we'll kind of try to get more into the nitty-gritty with husband and wife-specific things. Um, yeah, and then lastly, before we dive into this, even if you aren't married, um, consider sticking around because you may be married someday, and this will be beneficial to you as well, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, just... You know, kind of talking about we don't want this to just be, you know, Jesus and communicate, but we would be remiss if we didn't start off by saying um, a happy marriage starts with a relationship with God. You know, yeah, marriage is an institute designed by God for us. Um, do you want to read Genesis 2.18? The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Yep. So, I mean, there it is. Yep. That's, that's start of the book, right? God made men and women, uh, for each other. That's why they were made, you know, man was not fit to be alone. Um, and then just a little bit later, do you want to read Genesis two twenty three through 24? And Adam declares, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. They become one flesh. Yep. So um, that is God designing marriage. Um, like I said, it's a union designed by God. And it's not for his benefit. It's for our benefit. Um, 
the writer of Proverbs. Um, if you want to read that, he says it this way. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So, you know, <laughs> like I said, you can't have a good marriage without God. Mm. I mean, I guess there's some, there may be a few atheist cases out there, but um, marriage is an institution designed by God for our benefit. So if you want to have the best marriage you can, God's got to be center stage in your life, both of you. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Don't be unequally yoked. Um, one of you, you know, loving the Lord and the other one not, that's not a good recipe for marriage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, if you want to know how to have a good marriage, um, the best place to go out and find the information you need on that is the Bible. Um, <laughs> you know, it's the basic instructions before leaving earth. And, uh, you know, what's wonderful is you can obviously go in there and find specific passages about marriage and you can, you know, Ephesians, what, 5, 22 through 33, you know, wives submit to your husbands, husbands love your wives. I mean, you can find the specific verses. Um, mm -hmm. But I think what's more than that, you know, is if you live your life and adhere to the teachings um, and just the wisdom that's contained in the Bible, you'll naturally yeah. become a great wife and a great husband. Like being a Christ follower and being a good husband and wife is just a natural fit. It's just the way things work. So mm -hmm. um, just open up any passage in there and start reading and then do what it says. And you're going to be on your way <laughs> to being a good husband or a good wife. So uh, you got to start. Yeah. So that's the, the God piece. It's obviously the most important piece. But um, our first point, and this is one that I try to hammer home. I just talked to a girl at church. Um, She's getting married, and this was the point that I passed on to her. And that was our point number one. Uh, be the person you were when you got married or better. I think that if you can strive for that goal, you're going to be well on your way to a happy marriage. I know, and I was thinking in the terms of like the things in, that we own in life and that are important to us. Like, I mean, there's TV shows about, you know, investing in your home like upgrading your kitchen even just your counters your appliances like you want to make everything better in your life but when it comes to who you are when you're married you don't want to like people don't maintain the health of that like i'm talking about the health of your body you know everybody just most people they let themselves go but they want to keep everything else in their life looking shiny and new and upgraded and i just was thinking like how silly is that like you know i'm talking from the wife's perspective here i guess you know you're the most important uh person to your husband the most prized possession if you want to say that way and why would you not want to have give him the best of you and people get mad about talking about physical appearances, but it's about your health, most importantly, not just looking a certain way. Although, obviously, he wants you to look healthy, too. And he'll love you unconditionally, regardless. But it's an act of love to take care of yourself for the sake of the people in your life who love you. Like, you want to live a long life to uh, care for the people in your life. And we have to think of ourselves that way. And we're all the body of body of Christ and we need to care for ourselves and care for one another. And so just try to think of it along, along those lines. 
I'm sure you'd yeah. agree with me on those points. <laughs> no, I would. And I think, you know, it even goes, obviously, you know, appearance and stuff is a big one, but that's, you know, that's different for everybody. Obviously, you Not know, just appearance, women, but get, health. women have babies and their bodies change. We all get older, yeah. but it's more of the idea. Like, you know, if you're sort of letting yourself go. Um, right. Right. But it's also like, and I think it makes sense, right? You know, when me and Nikki got married, we were 20 years old. You know, and at the time when she married me, you know, I was uh, 180 pounds. I was slightly out of shape, um, more out of shape than I am now. But I was had a good sense of humor, I think. I mean, I had a strong work ethic. I, um, you know, I was a homebody, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those types of things. So if 16 years later, if I was 250 pounds, you know, really out of shape, I didn't really joke so much anymore, and I was just more um, harsh with her. Uh, I kind of gave up at work, and I no longer tried that much and just got into a rut. And I spent every Friday and Saturday night out with my guy friends drinking at the bar. She could realistically look at me and go, that's not the person I married. Like, you're a completely different person now. Yeah, we're still the same person but who you are is more than just like the body you're in it's yeah all your attributes and stuff and that goes the same for her you know if she you know and god bless her she's had four kids but she's worked hard to you know stay in shape and keep herself um as as best she can um she's still the funny person that she was when i got married to her she still you know puts up with me which is nice (laughs) (laughs) loves our kids she loves her family all those things are still who she was when we got married so like she hasn't changed that way but she's gotten she works on getting better i work on getting better Um, and i think that's something that if you love your spouse because you shouldn't get married to your spouse for you that sounds weird but like you should like i should want to be married to nikki because like i want her to have the best life so like I want to take care of her, give her the best life that she can. She should be feeling the same way about me. So naturally, if I want her to have the best life, I want her to have the best husband the that best she of can. You. Yeah. So I want to make myself as good as I can, you know, to keep her interested. And, um, and honestly, this isn't even in our notes, but like in this Tinder world that we live in, we're like, what is it? Swipe and write or whatever. If you want to go hook up with someone, you know, it used to be like, back in our day, you know, if I can go old man here, like you used to be the man. If you could like hook up with women, you could like get a girl. You're the man. Nowadays, anyone can get a girl. Anyone can get a guy. You just swipe a certain direction. So the real sign of being a man, being like a girl, I don't know if girls talk that way is keeping a woman (laughs) in a world where all you have to do is swipe right or whatever it is. Can you actually keep someone interested? Yeah. Can they stay interested in you for a year, five years, 10 years, a lifetime. That's how you know you're the man. Like, (laughs) yeah, dude, anybody can swipe right, but can you actually swipe right? And then the girl wants to stick around. Mm -hmm. But that comes with being who you are when she met you or continuing to get better and better. Um, So I think that's an important one. And again, you know, anytime you start talking about looks and appearances, people get all fired up about it. That's not what we're saying here. We're not saying Nikki has to be 110 pounds her entire life. Her, we all change. We all get older. Circumstances, injuries, right. illness, all those sorts yeah. of things. But it's like, if you're are you able, actively doing yeah. the best you can to be improving? 
you know, you might have a physical limitation that means that you, whatever, you can't be the 110 pound wife that you were, but that doesn't mean that you've stopped improving, you know, in all the areas that you can. That's not what we're saying. There's many so, areas to, to improve on. I just think, just think of all the different categories of the ways you can be a blessing or, or look at where you're failing and always try and improve. Like we always try to become more holy, like we're being sanctified. And, and if we can become spiritually um, healthier, we can improve in other areas too. Like we're called to improve in, in all areas. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't stop improving until you're uh, <clears throat> laid in the grave. I remember hearing this story years ago and uh, it was like a story that somebody was telling me or I was hearing or whatever. And it was like, this guy was going to college um, and he, you know, went to his first class, you know, first day of, of college or maybe, yeah, like first day of college. And he looks over and there's an 80 year old man sitting next to him and the guy's going to school to be a doctor. And he looks at the 80 year old guy and he's like, what are you doing in this class? And he's like, oh, I want to be a doctor. And he was like, you're going to be 87 years old when you get your, your medical degree. And the guy was like, I'm going to be 87 years old in seven years anyways. I'd like to be a doctor, <laughs> you know, <laughs> basically like that's the idea. Like, yeah, we're all getting older. Why can't I be better? You know, why can't I just keep improving? It's and like that retirement mentality. Like, do you retire everything, improving yourself because you got married? You're like, oh, I've reached retirement when I got married. Now I can just relax. <laughs> yeah, never relax. Um, so that's point number one. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys on these points too. Um, you know, and if you got any other advice outside of these three ish points that we have, um, we'd love to hear those as well. But mm -hmm. point number two, um, husband and wives should only have one male and one female friend, their spouse. And I know I this probably rubs people the wrong way. Um, especially in our Netflix sitcom reality right. that we live in, but we were, you know, we sat through a service. We used to go to a great church in North Carolina called Manna. We had this wonderful pastor named Michael Fletcher, and he preached on this probably 10 years ago that Longer. husband and wives <laughs> should not have male and female friends. That doesn't mean you can't have acquaintances and work friends, but it's this sitcom reality idea mm -hmm. of like, you know, the smoking hot chick and the smoking hot dude are like, oh, we just hang out together. Like, no, you don't. That's not a real thing that happens. No. Um, so the only female friend that I hang out with and spend time with is Nikki. That doesn't mean I don't have work associates or, right. you know, my friends may have a wife that I, you know, occasionally may talk to or run into whatever happens to be, but like, I'm not actively seeking female friends and I'm not actively right. hanging out with them right. aside, you know, apart from Nikki, because I think that's inappropriate. It is. And I was going to say our culture frowns upon jealousy and people want to pride themselves and say, Oh, I'm not jealous. I'll let my wife do what she wants. Or, you know, or they'll be, they'll be just prideful and say, Oh, she ain't going to do anything. I'm too great of a person for her to leave me and vice versa. You know, you're women not say if you that, ain't doing step number one. Oh my goodness. So jealousy is healthy. I would be very concerned if Spencer wasn't jealous, like, I like that he's jealous. He's not controlling jealous, but he should care for me. Like God is a jealous God. He doesn't want us having any other gods before him, any idols or 
just anything that we seek more than him. So there's a different kind of jealousy. Jealousy in a marriage is healthy. I would hope that you'd be jealous if I had male friends and like, hey, I'm going out with so-and-so and and you're not invited. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be weird. And you should be like, you should ask questions like, why, you know, are you doing that? And, you know, it's also naive to think that if you're married, that somehow like you're Teflon and like Satan can't attack you. Yeah. That this is some area of your life. Like, <clears throat> no, nah, Satan understands like we're cool. He's not going to actually mess with me in a lust area. Right. But like you'd be naive to think that. So um, again, we're not saying you can't have associates or acquaintances or stuff like that, but you should know if you have a friendship that's too close and your husband and your wife should be free to tell you that like, Hey, like you, you are inappropriately, you know, close. So yeah, just don't think that you're, I don't know, so spiritual or your bond with your spouse is so strong that Satan isn't going to try to mess up a good thing. Because well, it's like what we talked about before, giving the devil an opportunity. That's all you're doing. You're opening the door saying, come and tempt me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, we think this is a good, good idea. Uh, a good way to maintain uh, a strong, healthy marriage. So I mm-hmm. uh, would love to hear what you guys think about this whenever we mention it to people. Seem to get pushed back. Maybe there's those anomalies. <laughs> yeah, maybe everybody lives a friend's life, you know, and everyone's Rachel and Joey just hanging out in apartments <laughs> all day long. I would say that's unlikely. So yeah. um, number three <clears throat> is uh, arguments should not be the norm. And screaming, cursing arguments should never be acceptable. Mm. I swear I've heard this my whole life. Um, even, you know, before we got married, we, I used to hear things like, ah, oh, it's, it's normal for married couples to argue. Um, and mm. if you argue, you know, yelling, screaming, it's because they're passionate. I would hear this all the time. And I mean, me and Nikki have been married for 16 years. Mm. I could probably count on maybe both hands and one foot, maybe, maybe not even need the foot, the amount of times where we've really had an argument. Like there's been times where we're mad and, you know, I'm sort of a cold shoulder, so I'll just kind of walk away. Um, But the idea, like the times where we've actually like gotten mad, mad to where we're arguing, I'd say maybe less than 10 times in 16 years. Uh, So I don't know where this idea that like you should just be constantly arguing that doesn't make any sense to me yes you should communicate and if you disagree you should talk about it but i don't know how talking about something turns into arguing about something yeah. um, especially in a christian marriage you just think how you treat other people like why do we think we can treat our spouses disrespectful like that like you wouldn't treat your boss that way there's certain people in your life you would not talk to that way and your spouse, you should definitely not treat that way. Like if you have self-control in front of other people, you certainly can have it with your spouse. So it doesn't matter the whole argument that, oh, oh what do they say? They're just passionate. Yeah. I don't they were just get that. expressing their anger, but I'm like, yeah, people do a lot of stupid things in the name of passion. That's no excuse. <laughs> like you can have self-control. That's a fruit of the spirit. No, and I mean, and if you are walking in love towards your spouse, I mean, there should be no reason. You know, I remember reading um, 
what was it love and respect i think we kind of read through that book a lot and you know wasn't the biggest fan of it but i one of the things that really stuck out to me that i liked is he always referenced if your spouse is a a good-willed person was kind of the idea that john brevere kept talking about like if your husband if you know that he has a good will if he's a good person then that would like lead you to assume that the things that he wants or the things he's advocating for are coming from a place of goodwill. You know, like if me and Nikki disagree on something, you know, I want to, whatever it happens to be, I want to buy a 75 inch TV and she wants no TV and we're disagreeing on it or whatever. Like she should know that if I'm a, that's obviously a ridiculous uh, (laughs) thing, but like, you know, maybe it's, pulling the kids out of school to homeschool them or, Hey, I want them to go to a Christian school. You know, if if that's maybe the argument, like she should know that I love her. I love the kids. I'm a good person. I can know that she loves me. She loves the kids. She's a good person. So I know that her point of view, even though it's different than mine comes from a good place. Mm -hmm. And she likewise should know that even though I disagree with her, my point of view comes from a good place. And that should naturally lead you to not arguing, but just right. having a conversation. Um, and then just being a grown up, you know, and not always having to be right. Cause that's generally where an argument comes from. I have to be right. My point of view has it's, to yeah. be right. That's and right. you it's just really gotta like a, let that go. It's like a toddler's tamper. Uh, I can't say I'm on tongue tied. A temper tantrum? Yes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's what it is. They don't get their way and they fall on the floor and they kick and scream. And that's yeah. the adult version of it. And it's generally one party in the marriage, you know, that has a more overbearing personality is generally going to always result to that yep. to shut out the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's the wife. She knows if she starts yelling and screaming um, or shedding a couple of tears, the husband's going to be quiet. She gets her way. Or maybe it's the husband. He raises his voice. Everyone gets scared. And now he gets his way. But it's really a childish way of trying to resolve arguments. Um, It's not normal. So just don't think, yeah. Don't think that arguments are normal. I think that's good new marriage advice. And I've, you know, we've always, again, we've had maybe 10 arguments in our whole 16 year (laughs) marriage. But ultimately, this again comes down to a biblical idea of marriage. And I don't know, we've maybe had two or three times in marriage. Usually I'd say it more to the kids because. Like, well, mom told me I could do something. And I'll be like, great. I'm telling you something different. Like who's in charge in this house. And again, 21 or 20, 21 women do not like hearing of male headship in the home. But like, you know, again, that's maybe come up once or twice in our marriage. We're like, no, it's not happening. Like this mm-hmm. is the way it is because I said so. Um, and that may have to ultimately be the way, or you come up with your own strategy. Hey, you won the last argument. This one's mine. We can't agree. So we're, you know, every other. Whatever happens to be to work in your home, yeah. you just, you can't be sitting there because your kids are going to learn that from you. Um, yeah. It's just, it's ugly. It, it preaches real bad to the unsaved world to have married Christians screaming, crying, throwing a fit at each other, and then being like, yes, we are supposed to embody, you know, Christ union with his church. Like, no, that's embarrassing. Like, stop doing that. You're acting like children. So. Yeah. And if. And the husband, you know, wives are supposed to submit to their husbands and husbands are supposed to love their wives as Christ loved the church. So if husbands are yelling at their wives, 
they're in the wrong, but the wife's in the wrong too, whatever it is you need to submit to. But I think more so in this case, the husbands need to really focus on that part, loving their wives as Christ loved the well, church. We so. don't talk about that very much, but that's such a, I think it's like an overdone um, idea of marriage where people complain about, especially again, from the woman's side, because right. The Bible says wives submit to their husbands. Like, Oh man, I got to submit to That's my... the part you hear about most, but it's such a circular thing in a mm -hmm. marriage. Wife submit to your husbands. Yes. Submit to me. I'm a husband. I should love her. So I should know that I can't just make her submit to everything she hates because right. it's me. Like, yeah. so I'm going to be loving to hear her point of view. What does she want? Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to make a loving decision. So it's a circular argument. Like, trust me, Christ was smarter than you. <laughs> when he inspired Ephesians to be written, he had a better idea of what marriage was than you did and what your feminist professor did. So if a husband loves a wife, he's going to be considerate towards her. He's going to understand what his decisions would do to that marriage, to the family. And she's going to ultimately submit to that husband because she knows he loves her yeah. and he's putting his whole family, you know, mm -hmm. and again, if you didn't, if your boyfriend or your husband isn't like this, you probably made a bad choice. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't work things out and come to this place eventually. And not that I'm some sort of model of a husband or she, I mean, she's the model of a wife. Yes. But you know, like these are things that you should be working on before you get married. You should be very wise and, you know, smart about the spouse that you choose. But even if you didn't there, I mean, there's still growth. There's still opportunities to pray yeah. um, together and grow together into this sort of loving marriage because you shouldn't be arguing and you darn sure shouldn't be yelling and cursing at each other. Um, that's just unacceptable. So those are our main three. <laughs> For the final one, because I think it's important, maybe it's because I'm a big kid. But I think it's an important one, and I have seen enough examples of it not working out, and I've seen spouses be unhappy in their marriage. Um, so I thought it was pertinent to bring up here. You can disagree with me if you'd like. But for my point number four, I think you should allow your spouse to be who they are, um, who they were you know, when they got married. That doesn't mean if they're doing bad things, ungodly things, you just overlook it. But we all have personality traits. We have ho uh, hobbies, interests, all these sorts of things. Like, you know, we used to joke, you know, I'm 36 years old. I play video games <clears throat> and Nikki's not the biggest fan of me playing video games. I don't play a ton of them, but I still play video games. It's something I like to do when I have nothing else going on. It's fun for me. And in our talks in the years that have gone by, like playing video games is something I've done longer than anything I've done in my entire life. I've been playing video games since I was four years old. Like, I don't know what my life looks like without a video game. It's almost like unnerving. So if she just came right in, we get married. And after a year, she's like, you ain't playing video games anymore. Cause it's a waste of your time. Like I would probably stop, but I'd be unhappy about it. You know, I wouldn't understand why I'd be like, this is like, I'm just sitting here on the couch. Like is us watching six hours of Netflix in the evening really better than me playing a video game for an hour or two? Like at least my yeah. brain's more engaged in a video game than droning on on Netflix. So like this is now, obviously if they're a drinker, if they're a drug user doing ungodly things. Yeah. You got to lay that stuff down, but we all have things about ourselves or 
things that we like to do and you know maybe he's a golfer and you're like oh he goes out on saturdays and wastes four hours well it is a time issue and it's like and a jealousy you can thing through. yes like hey all your time is this you, it's an it's an addiction there's a real thing with yes and it doesn't mean addiction. you shouldn't Addicted. tweak it make things work for the family maybe you don't go out every saturday <clears throat> and maybe once a month you and your friends can go out and golf but on saturdays we got kids now like that's a family day kind of a thing definitely you can adjust yes. and change but the idea of just being like we don't golf anymore. We have kids. That's too much time away. Like, no, I mean, if that's what they love to do. Maybe it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, but something I don't know what you girls do with their free time. So nothing. <laughs> I don't know. But something you enjoy and it doesn't suck all your time away and it's not a sinful thing to do, then that's fine. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a very, I understand this, a very case by case scenario. What are um, some other scenarios? Um, besides video games and golfing, I mean, I don't know what it could be. I mean, you know, I don't know. What are the other hobbies guys do? <laughs> you used to go play basketball. Yeah, I mean, sports and I liked when is a you big did that. one. Was... You know, just because it takes up so much time to play sports, and um, yeah, you know, that can rub people the wrong way. And you know, maybe it's time out with your girlfriends or. The guy, you know, maybe going out with the guy friends. Hey, I like to go watch Sunday night football with the guys at Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Mm -hmm. You know, and if that's something they've always done, yeah, they might stop it. But if they're a little upset about it, like, is it worth you sort of dying on? Again, very mm -hmm. case by case. Every yeah. family, every relationship is different. But I, I hope that you can understand the point that I'm trying to get across. Like, you married somebody. They had a life before they met you. They had things that they did, that they enjoyed, a person that they were, and now you are kind of joint. I mean, we're, the two are becoming one flesh, but it doesn't mean that you've stopped being the person you were. So yeah, you fix the, the things that are bad, but you can't change somebody. Only God can change somebody. So they might stop doing some of the things that you don't want them to do, but it doesn't mean they're not, not going to have animosity <clears throat> and stuff like that. And that can just, you know, it can rub on a marriage. It can you know, put some distance between a husband and a wife where if, and again, I can only speak for myself, you know, video games, sports, that sort of stuff. Um, my diet could very easily be an issue. I'm a very odd eater and it, it's weird for most people, you know, try to go to those church potlucks and like, Oh, you want some dessert? And I'm like, no, thank you. Um, Oh, we want some pasta. I'm like, no, I don't want that either. And I mean, so that's just a weird quirk for us whatever it happens to be um you know i i'm a computer nerd i've spent a lot of time and a lot of money buying and building computers um nikki could very easily have yelled at me and told me to quit wasting my time and my money but she knows i enjoy it even though i'm screaming like a maniac the whole time i do it because i'm making mistakes but <laughs> she allows me to be that person so whoever, whatever your spouse is, they have a life, they're a person, they have interests that don't all pertain to taking care of you. Um, so mm -hmm. I think a good rule of thumb, again, very case by case, is allow them to be who they were. Work through the problems that you have, <clears throat> but just understand that they're a person, they have their own interests, their own desires, and it's okay to sort of let them do those things so long as it's not like a sinful thing or whatever yeah. you know you kind of get what i'm saying i don't think this is rocket science it. but yep all right 
So we won't be back again until next Saturday with the, well, we will, because we haven't put out the Mars Hill final review podcast that is coming. I promise very soon. Um, but starting Monday, we will be having our daily devotionals. So please go check that out. Just um, podcasts. Yeah. It's just going to be podcast. If I do record the video, I'm probably just going to put it on rumble. Um, that's my thought there. So maybe go check rumble and see if it's up. But do you have any last thoughts as we get ready to wrap this episode up? Mm, not really. No, sorry. Said it all. Um, <laughs> I just think, man, marriage is awesome. You know, marriage gets a bad rap, especially in 2021. Um, you know, you'll hear a lot of bad things about being married. Couldn't be further from the truth. If you find the right spouse and you're both living for each other and living for the Lord, marriage is the best thing you can do. And um, we highly encourage it. So please stick around as we get into the husband and wife specific stuff. Hopefully it'll be um, something useful for you. But that is all we got for you guys today. We will see you hopefully on Monday with a devotional. God bless.